seal her union to Mr. Graymore, she took a deep breath to gather up the last of her rapidly fading strength. Now that it appeared she had no other choice, she swallowed her pride and decided she had to admit she was not the maiden they believed her to be. Please, just let me explain. There's no need to force this man to marry me. The minister's voice hardened with impatience. Do you or do you not recognize the scandalous nature of your situation and the attempt we're all making on your behalf to salvage your reputation? He snapped. I'm a God-fearing woman of faith, and I'm telling you that nothing improper happened, she insisted, repeating the claim she had made to the four men when they had rescued her, as well as Harrison less than an hour ago. I give you my word. Harrison cleared his throat. I'm afraid it's not your word and your character that are in question. It's mine. She looked up at him and frowned. That may be, but my future's at stake too, she quipped before turning her attention back to the minister again and softening her voice. The men who stopped our stage robbed us, handcuffed us together, and left us tied to the stagecoach while they escaped with the driver and all of our possessions. It's not Mr. Graymore's fault or mine that it took a full day and night to find us. Mr. Graymore was a complete gentleman and quite concerned for my well-being the entire time, she insisted, remaining silent about his attempts to flirt with her when they first boarded the stage, or the fact that the robbers would never have robbed the stage if he had not been aboard in the first place. The sheriff snorted. Harrison Graymore may be exceedingly wealthy, but he's also a cad and a libertine who needs to be held accountable for his outrageous behavior, particularly with women. His reputation, I assure you, is well known far beyond Philadelphia, where he resides. We're far from Philadelphia, and we should all avoid gossip that no one here can confirm, she argued. But she was also relieved they were a far cry from Four Corners, the small town where she had become equally infamous. The minister nodded. I'm retired from active ministry now, but I'm not a hermit. I recognize the family name as well as this man's reputation, he informed them, and looked directly at Annabelle. The sheriff told me he found you lying in this man's arms after spending the night with him alone. Are you now disputing that fact, or is it true? She blushed although she couldn't remember exactly how or when she ended up cuddled against his side during the night. Yes, it's true, she admitted, but the weather had turned exceedingly cold again and the thieves had stolen my cloak as well as his coat. Mr. Graymore eventually freed us from the ropes they used to bind us to the stagecoach, but there was nothing he could do to remove the handcuffs, she explained still ridden with guilt for injuring Harrison when she tried to do just that. We tried walking to find help, but a thunderstorm forced us back to the stagecoach for shelter. By then, we were both drenched and... And this wretched man used this poor woman's distress to his sinful advantage. The man directly to her left squared his shoulders and took a step forward. My name is James Jenkins. One of Graymore's country estates is near my home in Chad's Landing. My wife, Camille, went to work there when he showed up four months ago, and this man, this man, seduced her.
he murmured, repeating the charges he had made to the sheriff earlier. I did no such thing, Harrison argued in a low voice, that was just as authoritative as it had been earlier when he tried to reason with Jenkins and the sheriff. I did not seduce Mrs. Jenkins, and I did not seduce Miss Tyler. He gave this to my wife, Jenkins charged, pulling an intricate gold bracelet from his pocket and dangling it in front of the minister, who leaned his face so far forward to see it that Annabelle wondered how he kept his balance. What sort of man gives a married woman an expensive gift like this unless he's seduced her? The minister pulled back and pursed his lips. Mr. Graymore? Harrison shrugged. It was a parting trinket to thank her for her work as a temporary member of my staff. Nothing more.